Dr Chanda Velu, thank you very much indeed for talking to the Cambridge Judge Business School podcast series today. We're looking at collaborative innovation. First of all, it's a very new term. What does it mean, collaborative innovation? So collaborative innovation is uh, a concept whereby firms work closely with each other within, um, let's say, an ecosystem where they are interdependent and relate to each other with a view of actually trying to... um, to some extent, enlarge the size of the pie um, so that when they do compete and divide the pie up, each one gets a bigger share compared to if they did not collaborate. And wasn't that what happened with the beginning of computers? You know, some people shared their knowledge and what the next stage was going to be, and other companies sort of patented it Mm -hmm. and and kept it secret. Mm -hmm. How do you go about encouraging a concept like collaborative innovation when companies are competing? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think um, this is a, a major mindset, mindset uh, shift to, to some extent because the conventional wisdom is uh, if you were to discover something, uh, you know, you try to protect it and, and keep it to yourself. Uh, but increasingly, I think there are several things that are changing. One is the world is becoming more and more globalized, so therefore there's a fair amount of movement of capital and knowledge. Uh, second is there's a significant change of uh, technology. Uh, the rate of technological change is accelerating, and there's new business models models coming on board as well. So therefore, um, the the whole concept of collaboration becomes critical because that is the way in which um, firms are able to create value because no individual firm is able to create value on its own. So this is a major mindset, mindset shift uh, to some extent. Uh, and how does one go about doing that? To some extent, it requires uh, uh, the building of trust among partners, and that uh, takes time. And you you do talk of concepts like trust and openness. Uh, To build trust and openness in a community, you've got to work together and partner projects for some time, haven't you? It doesn't just happen overnight. No, absolutely right. I think it is very critical for um, some of these uh, collaborative innovations to start small uh, in in order to be able to experiment, in order to be able to build uh, the trust among parties. And over a period of time, once the, uh, the, the, the firms themselves are able to trust each other and uh, there's little risk of one running away with, uh, with, uh, with, with particularly secretive knowledge or IP and so on and so forth, uh, then there is uh, the possibility of uh, creating more value. So you're absolutely right. In, in many respects, uh, building trust requires time, and it's appropriate to start small and experiment as, and, and then build it up over a period of time. And to get that kind of collaborative innovation, does there need to be some kind of new force, like, for instance, the new global world, the speed of information travelling around the world, the financial collapse, the recession and now the comeback? Is it new forces that create collaboration? Yes, I think um, some of these new forces around uh, globalization and technological change is very, very critical. Uh, One needs um, an acceleration, so to speak, in terms of uh, knowledge uh, and the rate at which knowledge diffuses. And when that happens, then there's more opportunities to be able to create value by uh, putting different knowledge pieces together. And it only works if there's tremendous amount of uncertainty around you. And, And that is where I think the collaborative innovation and the collaborative ethos uh, brings more value. And do we know of case studies where firms are doing this, where they might have competed, they might have registered a patent, a trademark or something to stop their competitors coming into to their marketplaces? Do, do we know how this is happening on the ground? 
Yes, um, uh, 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 an example of this is, is uh, a firm like Thomson Reuters, uh, whom I, I work with quite closely. Um, the a couple of things that has changed. One is uh, the rate of financial innovation has accelerated. Uh, number two is uh, um, the internet uh, basically is a uh, public distribution system to some extent. So therefore, the private network of a firm like Thomson Reuters that distributes information uh, declines in value over a period of time. So this uh, kind of force um, changes the whole ethos of the firm. So traditionally, for over 100 years, they've been rather successful in being able to innovate themselves, coming up with new products and services. But more and more, as the rate of acceleration increases, uh, it is more appropriate for a firm like Thomson Reuters to be able to collaborate with a series of partners, both on the supply side as well as their customers, uh, in order to be able to keep pace with uh, such changes and be able to innovate faster. So this is a, a good example of a firm that is trying to shift its model from a closed innovation or relatively closed innovation model to a more open stroke collaborative model. And you might say necessity might be the mother of invention here because it's almost impossible to keep these things secret now in a way. But do ecosystems matter, communities of firms? Does geographical proximity make a difference? Yes, uh, it, it depends on the industry to some extent, uh, but uh, quite a number of these firms are able to operate on a global scale, uh, partly because of new technologies like the internet and so on and so forth, or uh, ability to be able to uh, collaborate across geographies. Um, so I think if one were to go back in time, um, uh, over, say, 20 years or 30 years ago, it was less possible for uh, somebody sitting in China or India to work with somebody in the U.S. and uh, in, in, in the U.K. remotely. Uh, but these days, given the availability of technology, uh, it is very possible, and it happens quite a lot, where uh, information is, is, is shared across different geographies. So geographical um, uh, separation uh, is uh, becoming less and less important given uh, this type of new technologies emerging. And so collaborative innovation, is that going to be what firms build their marketing structures and strategies on in the future, particularly global firms? Yes, absolutely. I think uh, this whole concept of collaborative innovation has two components to it. One is uh, the ability of firms to be able to source ideas uh, in a, from, from different uh, sources, so to speak, either geographically or across industries. And secondly, the question is sometimes the business model of a particular firm may not be appropriate to commercialize a particular idea that they have come up with, and therefore it may be appropriate for them to collaborate with other firms in order to be able to market or to be able to leverage somebody else's business model in order to commercialize a particular idea that the firm has come up with. So in many respects, um, the collaborative innovation model involves not only the idea generation element, but also some aspects of commercialization and marketing uh, the, these products and services. And so, again, tips for people, collaborative innovation, does it just mean that at a boardroom le level you have to rethink your relationships, particularly rethink that word competition? Mm -hmm. Yes, I think um, in order uh, to, to build uh, this collaborative uh, innovation ethos, uh, there's a few things that are critical to think about. One is the readiness of the firm itself. Uh, to what extent does its technology and people uh, are actually ready to collaborate with the outside community? Um, second 
second is the question of how do you go about building trust uh, with your your potential collaborative partners, so to speak. Uh, And this takes time. Uh, One needs to experiment slowly, build that that level of trust. And and third is uh, the concept of having an appropriate business model and a governance structure in order to be able to define who the community is, uh, how are some of the rules around uh, what can be shared and what can't be shared uh, is defined, how is the profits from such an innovation uh, going to be shared. And some of these can't be defined very much upfront because it's a it's a rather loose system but it's important to be able to for the community itself to define such a rule and be able to change it and adapt it as time goes on uh, and and finally i think it's important to have some level of monitoring around uh, not not conforming to these rules so if i were to take um, those three things one is the readiness the ability to build trust and to be able to build the appropriate business model and governance as as the starting point uh, that would be my key a message to uh, organizations that are thinking of moving to a collaborative innovation model. And just finally, it's good for the profit line. Absolutely. I think this is uh, definitely the way ahead and this is how uh, firms will be thinking going forward in order to improve their bottom line. Dr. Chanda Velu, thank you very much indeed for talking to the Cambridge Judge Business School podcast series today. I've learned a lot. Thank you very much, Bonnie.